Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Uh, we've got a big prediction show today based on uh, Armfights Unleashed 3.0. But uh, first of all, welcome, John Brzezink. How are you? Good, Ryan. How are you doing out there? Yeah, very, very well. It's been it's been a it's been a very busy week. Um, Armfights Unleashed 3.0, the tour, East Coast tour of the USA has kept me absolutely busy. So, uh, but I, I am excited about it. I tell you what, and. We've even come up with new rules for the tournament and all that sort of stuff. So lots, lots to talk about and lots happening. How about you? Um, yeah, same old, same old. Just doing the same thing with Delta. Not doing a, a whole lot with arm wrestling anymore, of course. But uh, yeah, no, I can see that you're busy. I, I've got, uh, I think <laughs> you're a third of my Facebook posts. I, I gotta. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do. I do invade people's social media with all this Facebook. But but hopefully we bring some new new numbers to the. Um, to the sport and actually randomly on that one john it's been interesting i don't know you may have seen i posted on instagram um i I look very closely at how many people uh are being classified as interested in the sport when it comes to facebook's targeting okay and it's very it's very good like um three months ago facebook thought there was seven hundred and fifty thousand people globally interested in arm wrestling today we're sitting at eight hundred and thirty thousand. so wow um Wow, yeah. a lot bigger numbers than I would uh, would have guessed. That's that's huge. I mean, yeah, and, and you know, the way that Facebook actually, I guess, classifies whether someone is interested or not is whether they've um, either on a regular basis or recently engaged with a post related to arm wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, wow, yeah, so promising stuff, I guess. We're, we're getting there. You know, trillions of people on the planet, <laughs> but yeah, we're getting there. A million, a million at yeah. a time. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, John, tell me, did you get a chance to have a look at um, the the proposed rules I, for the series? I did just watch it, and, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was, oh, God, another set of rules, another organization <laughs> that we're going to have to try to figure out <coughs> what the rules are. But, yeah. um, no, I, I agree with all the stuff that you, you, you had said, you know. Um, I, think the, I think the first part with the, uh, you know, setting the grips, Per WAF and letting the arm wrestlers fight out, fight it out a little bit is especially good with uh, you know with uh, TV. I mean, if the yeah. competitors are mic'd and we get to hear all the fighting and, and stuff that's going on, I mean that's that adds to the excitement of the sport. So um, you don't want to ta- yeah. you don't want to take that away. I understand you know WAF's um, side of it where they just want the matches to get going quickly because they've got so many so many people and, and nobody cares about mm. the setup. I mean you're out in the audience and you can't hear what's going on and so it's it's uh, you know. It's a it's a bad yeah. thing for WAF, but it's a good thing for you know entertainment purposes and TV. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I try, for me, it was all about kind of trying to bring the best of what I what I love at WAF and, and the best of what I love it from Well and and putting putting them together and trying to to come up with a <laughs> I guess a, a good combination of both and and yet for me, I as you say that that the setup for me was always an important part of arm wrestling. It was one part of the WAL that I that I didn't like was the fact that you, ne- you you didn't get the opportunity to to negotiate a grip and because i think there's a lot of not only strength required there but a lot of skill required there um right to to to, to even lead your opponent down the wrong path and and there's so much there that i, I felt the spot would be, be missing out on if we if we didn't have that right the, the, you know the the, the uh, wear out tactics of trying to wear out your opponent by you know letting them regrip you yeah. know the, the experience <laughs> yeah. factor for sure um yeah. yeah, and and no, and the the other thing was the 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 major <clears throat> thing was the addition of the professional foul. Um, given that running foul has been used 
Um, obviously, in the WAL, we've seen it in arm wars. We've seen it a few different places. Um, I feel like the running foul has been exploited. The loophole of of being able to pin someone whilst you're on a running foul to to get a restart was exploited by a lot of people in the WAL. And um, I, do you do you and, think and, and that the, this is professional and, and, yeah, foul in the losing position? Right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah, super yeah. clear about that. I, n- I never really tried to do too much tactics like that, or, or actually even ever thought about it as far mm-hmm. as you know, uh, falling in the right spot to try to get a restart or in a bad position. But um, so the proposal is, if it's a running foul, if you're in the winning position or you elbow foul in the match, the match continues, but you actually have to pin your opponent to get a restart. Yeah. So, so what, what happens, yeah, what so happens the, when your opponent also does an elbow foul? It's, is it if it's a dual elbow foul or in, in the process of trying to pin yeah, so your opponent? If, 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 it's a, if it's a dual elbow foul and you would both would have been each on a running foul, then the match will restart there. If you've both gone onto the, onto the foul, the referee will stop it and will restart the match. So sa- same as what WAL has done regarding the, the, regarding the running foul, um, the, only, the only change to it is that professional foul, which is just to take away those big right. ugly horrible fouls right. that to get a restart that, yeah yeah because that that to me really was well, i think i said against the spirit of armrest and that was it's only ever done when you know you're about to lose right it's 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 the last ditch thing to stop yourself and, from and, actually and, being and you have to be able to pull off like like you mentioned like uh, Devin did you actually have to do it blatantly like that and also win right you can't be you can't be yeah. in a losing position <laughs> yeah. or get beat while while attempting this that's it. If you get yeah, if you get beat, you get beat. So so we saw so many people dragging. Uh, like w- I guess the most common one was seeing people drag their elbow way off the back of the pad. But I remember actually seeing Travis Bajant do it against Michael Todd, and he did it in a different fashion. Um, it was in the 2017. It might have been one of their preliminary rounds. Travis um, lifted his elbow probably um, probably I don't know maybe 10 inches off the pad right. and kind of just and pushed, pulled, pushed down pulled upon yeah. it across the table right yeah I know we've, I've seen that before and too. so that would be a, that would be another professional foul anything that's a deliberate foul to prevent a loss and right. in, in an attempt right. to get a restart no that that, um, that should get you thrown out yeah. of the building to be honest I mean when you start doing that <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah yeah so hopefully that that fixes that um, I, I love the strictness of WAF, WAF refereeing in terms of there's no craziness going on in in the starts no right. enormous amounts of carving mm-hmm. um like so I, I like the fact that we'll, we'll bring it back to strict waf refereeing for starts but we'll have the 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 running foul and the professional foul to allow the matches to continue because I, I there's there's, uh, there's no point especially for entertainment's sake in stopping matches on elbow fouls right and um yeah, the- yeah i think i think it'll yeah, there's It'll nothing more. There's nothing well. more frustrating than you know watching the WAF uh, with the uh, elbow falls. Not only just you know for the losses that are given, but just uh, for stopping great matches. I mean, it, it's such a tiny yeah. little thing. And when they're when they start using cameras to try to analyze, and you know, uh, it's like <laughs> yeah. okay, that's, we're going yeah. way overboard. It's and the of course the other the other thing that I've added in <clears> there, and I I don't actually feel like this is an this is not an addition to the rules at all. This is just. I want to make sure these rules are enforced is in respect to shoulders going below the table and particularly the use of the king's move um, in like I, I love the king's move when it's used above the table um, I you, you, like you're still sitting down in that chair so to speak leaning back but you're not disappearing below the table right. it's the, like the, the rules of WAL the rules of WAF all talk about you can't have your shoulders go below the table 
in a neutral or losing position. And we do see that a lot from people. We see right. shoulders go below. So for me, where referees normally would just give someone a warning and saying, stand up, stand up, stand up, I want my referees to just say foul right. if you do it straight right. away. No, so. I, you, know, I, you know, I don't mind the king's move as long as there's an angle with the arm. And I know you have to have some type of boundary mm. to, to, to make calls. But what I hate to see yeah. is when the arm is completely straight and you're using the, the elbow pad as a lever to, you know, to basically yeah. put back pressure on your <laughs> opponent's arm. I mean, that's just crazy. That's not arm wrestling anymore. That's just, uh, you know, yeah. that's who's got the stronger joints and who can, you know, withstand the most pain to, you know, to, to, yeah. to pry. But yeah I, I agree so I, I think that um, hopefully um, if as long as we set the ball rolling from the get-go here um, and the, the referees will get used to it and feel comfortable in calling the fouls and so I guess what one thing that we ha- that I have added in is of made given given arm wrestlers three fouls instead of two so um, there is a little bit of room for them to move in all of this mm-hmm. but um, there, there's going to be a new set of or a new standard, I guess, in the way that referees call a few different things. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it should be good. Yeah, Ho- and, uh, hopefully, it yeah, works out. Especially with the way your your format's going to be. I mean, you, you've got some time to to you know to allow it to really play out. I mean, it's not like uh, we're in a big hurry. You've yeah. got hundreds of arm wrestlers that are you need to get through, and, and then you got to be a little little bit more strict. But for this, when you yeah. got two guys coming across the country to, to arm wrestle or across the world, in some cases, um, yeah, no, it's it's worthwhile to. You know, do everything yeah. you can to make them comply with comply with the rules. That's it. So, on, on that note, John, Arm Fights Unleashed 3.0, the East Coast uh, USA Tour. It's got some um, it's got some good matches in there that I'm really looking forward to seeing. Um, let's 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 dive right into them. All right. First match, uh, we've got Paul Paul Talbot and Paul Lynn going to face off in West Virginia on the um, I think it's the 20, Wednesday, the 21st of November. These guys are going to go at it both left and right. How do you, how do you see this match going? Oh, well, um, you know, Talbot's the experienced puller. He's been around a long time. We know exactly what he is and what he's capable of. Uh, you know, Paul Lynn's going to be the, you know, the unknown, mm. the, fact, the unknown factor. I mean, the guy's just been arm wrestling two, three years. I mean, I know from my past in the first three years of, of the sport, I was, you know, excelling leaps and bounds. Uh, so um, don't know. Um, Paul Talbot, long, mm. long arms. Um, he protects well with that posting style top roll. And Paul Lynn kind of reminds me of Travis. I mean, he kind of relies on that uh, arm back pressure, knuckles high uh, top roll to, yep. to perform his move. And I'm not sure he's going to be able to pull that off with, uh, you know, Paul Talbot. He's experienced and he normally sets up and protects really well with that. He's he's not the kind of guy that tries to control with a hand strength. He, he, he does post also. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, you know a tough day for uh, Paul Lynn. Yeah, well, very interestingly, Paul Talbot um, he hasn't lost. Let's talk about his left arm first. He hasn't lost a left arm tournament or super match in the last two years. Um, in fact, the, the the only person that has pinned Paul Talbot left in the last two years it was actually Australia's Danny Tesh. Okay, um, but then Paul came back and beat Danny later on in the tournament, um, and. Danny's someone who has a very long arm, um, so he was able to hang up uh, up top with with Paul. But yeah, I think as you say, Paul is Paul Talbot is going to be uh, taller. Mm-hmm. He's going to have that longer arm over Paul Lynn, and that that as you say, Paul Lynn really likes to be up tall with knuckles high, so it right. could present a problem right. for him. 
Um, I pulled around with Paul Lynn a little bit in, you know, in, in Phoenix, and he does have some power yeah. inside. So, I mean, if he can post with his uh, posting style move and it doesn't go well for him or, you know, he can't fight the height of uh, Paul Tablet, mm. I mean, if he can possibly drop on the wrist, I think he also has good chances, especially, well, I didn't pull, pull with him righty, but I pulled with him left, and um, he's solid once yeah. he gets there. So, uh, and I don't, yeah. I'm not sure how good Paul Tablet is uh, as far as uh, hooking power goes. Everything on the right. Goes, always seen as just you know top roll yeah yeah well, well interestingly talking about the right arm i think paul in is absolutely devastating on the right arm and and that's where if, if we look at the polls the uh the facebook polls actually have um for the left arm paul lynn is the favorite on at 55 percent oh wow and uh on the on the right arm paul lynn is the favorite at 69 percent okay um so so the, the the opinions out there that paul is paul is is on the way particularly on right um, but I get, you know, interestingly, these guys actually met in April at the Dave Chafee Classic. Oh, okay. Uh, just on the left arm. And Paul Talbot beat Paul in that day. Oh. So it's fascinating that people think that it, it, is, it is changed. But on the right arm, as you mentioned, and I know I've actually heard Paul Lynn talk about it, he actually says his hook is his strong point, but he he doesn't like to, to go there in tournaments. He likes to try to deny people access. So right. he feels like... Yeah, I think that if it does end up in a hook, I think, yeah, Paul Lynn's going to have the horsepower. Well, you know, the reason for that is he doesn't have a really wide, strong, powerful hand. I mean, he protects, Mm. he's going to have to protect with his posting style top roll. He's going to have to, he's going to have to set up with that knuckles high post to to protect and kind of tease his opponent to maybe come across and get a hold of him. Um, and, mm. and if he does, then he can drop drop into that Babayev type, you know, knuckles high hook, uh, straight down on the wrist, yeah. and you know, uh, then we'll see. Then it'll be a definitely a little bit more interesting match. Yeah, absolutely. And so, who who is your who's your gut feel on this um, for, for both left and right? I think I think both both arms. I'm going to have to go with Paul Talbot. If I'm betting money, I'm going to have to go with the experience. Um, I just don't know how much Paul Lynn has progressed. Uh, like I said, but yep. he he could come in twice as strong as when I saw him last here at the you know Mohegan Sun. So or not Mohegan Sun, but the yep. um, Talking Stick Resort. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he's definitely on the way up. Um, for me, I'm going Paul Talbot on the left and Paul Lynn on the right. Um, I just feel Paul Talbot's expertise and best record is on the left, and his experience will be too much, especially over six rounds. But on right, I think that the horsepower is going to be there a little bit more for Paul Lynn, and that'll that'll get the job done. So right. for me, yeah, we'll split. I'll split my bets on that on that one. Awesome. Alrighty, so the the next match that we've got um, that we can talk about uh, another one that I'm really looking forward to is Justin Bishop up against Alex Beziazikov, um, and this one's on the left hand. And uh, very interestingly, the polls are almost fifty fifty on this one. Justin sitting at fifty three percent this morning when I checked, and Alex at forty seven. How do how do you see this one going, John? I don't know, you know, to be honest, I know a little bit about Justin. I, I pulled him a little bit a few years back um, just from stuff that I've watched on, on you know, online. Uh, Justin for sure has the experience, right? Um, yep. Alex, I know, I know absolutely nothing about <laughs> Alex. I, I mean, long, lanky guy, looks like he'd be a good top roller, but not super explosive. And I think you're going to need some speed to beat Justin Bishop. Um, yeah. I think Justin's just going to have too much experience, but I don't know anything. I don't know anything about Alex. So yeah. I, well, I, I really, I really can't comment. Alex, Alex has been kind of lurking in the shadows. He's been coming up. Um, he has been cleaning up the left arm 
uh, in almost every tournament that he has entered in the last few years. And um, mm-hmm. he he was um, at the Talking Stick in Arizona. He won the 185-pound class uh, with ease. He beat Dallas Langston and Jordan Davis incredibly comfortably on the left hand. Um, straight through them, no worries at all. Um, he... I didn't grip him on the practice table because my left was injured and his right was injured, so he didn't get to feel at all. But the one common ground that these guys have um, is that they've both, they both have one pin over Danny Tesh from Australia and then Danny Tesh mm-hmm. beat them. Um, in, Danny Tesh came back and beat Alex twice in the final and for Justin, uh, it was a super match. After Justin won the first round, Danny Tesh came back and won the rest of the round. So... If you look at the way that they beat Danny Tesh, they both did it exactly the same way. Um, okay. With a posting top roll, they, they got over the top of Danny's wrist and, and got a pin, and then after that, Danny forced a hook. So um, these guys look so similar on paper to me, and uh, it's... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, Alex, Alex, Alex looks like he's going to have a little bit of the height advantage, right? He's going to have the taller arm, so if he, if he mm. keeps his knuckles high and posts really well, I mean, he should be able to out-climb and out out position yeah. um, Justin. I mean, even if, even if he doesn't have the strength that Justin does, he's going to be able to possibly get in a better position. Yeah. But I don't know. Justin is so you know so experienced and so strong i'd imagine yeah. he would just let that go and then lock it down the straps if it had to go to the straps yeah and as you say the experience of justin for me is is this the thing here i think it, the mental pressure that's going to be on alex in this match is going to be a little bit more than it is on justin i i know that justin's a little bit nervous about alex because he's seen what alex has done to to people like danny mm-hmm. and others but i think that alex is for alex this is this is kind of an opportunity to, for him to show and prove that he's at the level that all the guys are that have been featuring in, in the big leagues. So um, it's a big chance for, for someone like Alex. So he's got the pressure on him. Right. Does he possess uh, the endurance uh, like, a, a, you know, like his build would suggest? I mean, is he uh, kind of the... Uh and once he gets in the match, he's he's comfortable. If he goes, I haven't I haven't seen a minute, him. two minutes, three minutes. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, he doesn't look that. He doesn't look explosive to me. He doesn't look like he's in any. Yeah, I, you know, I, I guess get things done quick. I guess I would put him midway on the on the endurance slash explosiveness scale. I, I think he's right in the middle. I wouldn't say he's either one or the other, but I I don't see gotcha. him getting into hook wars with anyone. Um, it's always he takes control of the hand and wrist and just finishes the job quickly. Um, right, right. And, so, and that's kind of what Justin does to people too. I mean, Justin has a hook, um, but he 90% of the time is taking control of the hand and wrist. So that's right. where this, this match for me is going to be fought in that hand and wrist. And we'll probably get a good indication early um, as to... Right. Which way it could end up a six nil either way. I, I feel, but yeah, no. Just, Justin, Justin's a little shorter, it's a little stronger. I would imagine yeah. side pressure wise, just because of his stature, big shorter arm. So if he can lock it down and keep his wrists even just flat in the straps, I, I would imagine uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my money on Justin. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna go with the other one as well. Justin, for me, the experience will be a little bit too much, and and yeah, I think the side pressure, even if Justin's wrist was slightly <laughs> back over six rounds he'll be able to chip through and, and get on the bicep of Alex so I'm with you on that one awesome stuff uh, alright John next next match we've got um, I'll let you do most of the talking on this one uh, myself <laughs> against Daniel Mosier <laughs> what do you reckon uh, 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 
I don't, <laughs> so you can be I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to hurt your feelings or destroy your confidence or, or anything like that. But uh, I know, I know you want to, you know, pull really good guys yeah. and you know above above your uh, <laughs> abilities. But and I think that this is the case in this particular yeah, they, uh, they, matchup. Yeah, yeah you're, you're going to be outmatched a little bit, I think. But. Uh, uh, you got. I'm gonna. I'll give you a five percent chance. <laughs> I, I don't know. Dan, Dan, he's got an extremely strong hand. He's short like Todd Hutchins. Yep. He's strong to the side. Uh, your your only hope is going to be to top roll and to mobilize that side hit with your back pressure. But <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't see it happening with him. He's, he's oh good. He's uh, well, then, then, too 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 strong in the hand. He's he's going to apply a, a lot of a lot of side pressure. And I think his hands is capable to to, to hang on to you and uh, and to put you out of position. Very so. good. Well, uh, watch the polls take a dive now. I was sitting. I was sitting. Uh, I was oh, si- yeah. Were you sitting good in the polls? <laughs> I, was sit- I, yeah. I, don't, I didn't. I didn't look at the polls at all. I'm so sitting. At, know, I'm um, sitting at forty three percent as we speak now. Oh, oh, let's get a dive down oh. hard now. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, well, well, I guess I guess in my defence, um, uh, I mean, you, you nailed the the hammer on the head there. With I I, I love to to <laughs> I love to take on people that have a lot of reputation. And to me, Dan's definitely one of those people. I know, I can see that like his best victory is is Storm Chilino. He's he's pinned Storm no. Chilino. So um, <laughs> you're, you're going against someone that beat Storm. <laughs> yeah, no. Once, once. Yeah, I'm giving you a one percent chance now. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, he. I mean, for for me, I mean, I. I feel like, like. I mean, of course, I feel like I'm in the match. I, I feel like I would. I would never take a match with someone that I don't believe that I can get the victory. Um, right. But for me, yeah, he's shorter. He's faster. But I guess I don't want to give away exactly what I would be doing. But naturally, I have a, a an outside move that is has been typically my best move. But over six rounds. I'm someone who is happy to 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 play the Devin Larratt style game as well, and and put a put a squeeze on and and just and just sit there and not try to pin. Um, that's another option yeah. that that um, I d- probably my best match that I've executed that was against uh, New Zealand super heavyweight champ who is so much stronger than me. Matt from New Zealand right. so much stronger than me, but I managed to get the technical um, execution away that I got I got ended up with a three all draw with him so um for me executing on Dan is one of those ones where yeah I'll 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 give the concession that I agree that I think he is stronger um but that's never been a never been something to worry and I I, yeah and I don't I don't know I mean I I don't know what his endurance is like I mean yes if you can stop the match somehow get it locked down some way just an inch from the pad or whatever and then maybe who knows I mean I the matches that I've seen him pull it's normally pretty explosive and pretty decisive once he gets you know he's got control with the hand yeah um this the side pressure is you know not quite Todd Hutchins, but it's very similar. So very it's, good. it's going well, sideways if well, he's got the hand. Well, now I've definitely uh, got some fuel in the fire to... Uh, <laughs> prove me wrong. Yeah, yeah that's it. So. Please, please prove me wrong. <laughs> well, there we go. It'll be a good day if I do. But anyway, thanks for the prediction on that one. I, I really appreciate it. Is it... Is, is there a weight class? I mean, is anybody having to lose um, any weight? For, I, he, for the, I've seen him big, big, and then although I've, this recent video of you doing the rules, you're looking like you're packing on a few pounds yourself. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm sitting at like 210 right now. Um, 210? Yeah. Okay. Um, 210 for me, and I think Dan is at about 195. 
So um, okay, yeah. So so you'll have the weight advantage. I'll have the bit. weight advantage. Um, the, I mean, the the weight classes for arm fights unleashed moving forward. Once once the the dust kind of settles on these first few events, is we're going to have um, in a one seven six pound, a one nine eight, a two twenty, and a supers. So that's okay. kind of where we're at. So. Um, so 220s is where I'll spend most of my time. I think Dan will ultimately spend most of his time in the 198s. But for this 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 time round, it's yeah, we're not. No one's really worrying about what weight is, and that's across all of these super matches. Right. Just especially, yeah. especially Dan, he's not worried. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that he's now that he's heard the one percent, he's definitely not worried. <laughs> uh, all good. All right, let's let's move on to the next match. Enough of this one percent talk. Um, where do we got? We got. Travis Bajan up against Saban Badalescu from Romania. Does Saban have a okay. chance? Uh, no. I mean, Travis, when he's um, feeling super strong and getting ready, I mean, he's he's ready to arm wrestle Pushkar and Oleg here in yeah. Moldova if this thing happens in December. So Travis, when he's revved up and smells money, uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know I don't know if there's anybody that can beat him. I, you know, it's it's yeah. going to be tough for Pushkar to beat him. So uh, yep. this um, oh, yeah, yeah. The Romanian, I don't know anything about him. I pulled with him a little bit in uh, Moldova on the side table just to kind of see where he was at. Yep. He's one of those guys that he, he doesn't look like much of anything. I mean, he, he doesn't look like he's trained a day in his life. He's just kind of, you know, yep. kind of, you know, he's a big guy, but he's, he's not, you know, muscular at all. So, yeah. but he's, he's got a very, very strong hand, but I don't know if he's going to be able to, to control the likes of Travis when he starts, uh, know posting yeah. and, and hitting out to the side like he does i agree Tra- travis for me is um like you said he's preparing for push guy and i think when travis is prepared he he could very well be the number one both right and left hand on the planet yeah, um, no i mean he he proved that at the uh, you know wal beating dave chafee i mean yeah. I, that guy to me was you know he's the possibly the best in the world yeah. the strongest in the world and travis made it made it look somewhat easy yeah. you know yeah. um so yeah no it's yeah, in the, in Saban's defense, to I guess try to, to to prop him up in terms of his achievements, his his best victory to date was 2017. Um, he he defeated in the opening round, so fresh versus fresh, he defeated Levan Sanganishvili from Georgia. Um, oh, so, wow! So that's that's his best scalp, which is yeah, yeah big. No. So yeah. Yeah, no. If his hands strong, if his hands strong enough, I think he can beat Travis. But that's a, that's a big if. I mean, yeah. th- there's a lot of guys that can beat Travis if their hands strong enough to stop that post. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's all he needs to do is have a hand, a hand strong enough or commit low enough to force that thing into a hook and and somehow get Travis wrist to wrist. Yeah. And uh, well, I, it's interesting. I think that Saban will actually try to go over the top. If you have a look at all of his victories over significant names, Gennady Kvitvinia, um, he's taken his wrist. Um, Levan, he took his wrist. Now, he almost he almost arm wrestles a little bit like Pascal Girard from Switzerland. Um, just yeah, and people people that pull like that with hand strength to top roll don't fare very well with guys like Travis that mm-hmm. are uh, you know real strong back pressure high knuckles high you know arm strength top rollers yep. because their hand just 
can't get high enough. I mean, the best you can do is just go as high as they're going and then it ends up going into a slip yeah. and then the straps. And I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult. Most guys that have possessed that type of strength are stronger in the back and the lat and are pulling like a drag and using that hand strength to, to drag and rotate pronate low to make that top row work. Yeah. Uh, it just, it doesn't work very well when somebody protects with a high, strong post. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess everything everything that we've mentioned there is uh, is in line with what the polls are saying. Polls um, have Travis at eighty three percent and Saban at seventeen percent. So um, yeah, there's a few people. Who, well, but yeah, yeah. Saban. I mean, Saban knows what he's up against. I mean, he pull, yeah, I, mm. he pulls around with Dennis Plankoff and I mean all the big guys. So I mean, he's not going to be surprised by yeah, you know. Yeah, I, well, talking to Saban, it, it's he to, to to he is excited about this. Um, he's. He sees it as a dream come true to have an opportunity to to have a crack at someone like Travis. So, um, right. so he's going to come in excited and hungry and probably fearless. That's probably the one thing that he has going for him. Travis, right? If Travis is napping, maybe he'll take a round or two off him. But if Travis is fired yeah. up and and wants to send a message to Pushka, then yes, yeah, Saban's in trouble, big time. Right, right. Now, uh, Saban's, or Saban's best the chance to beat Travis was uh, a couple months ago in Moldova. <laughs> it's not going to be. It's not going to be a month from now or in a couple months. So yeah. Alrighty. So the 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 final thing that we can talk about now that that's all of Unfights Unleashed 3.0 wrapped up is, of course, uh, literally tomorrow night is the match between Jordan Davis and Lachlan Adair. These guys are finally going to throw down. It's going to be very interesting. The final poll. Um, has Lachlan at 57% and Jordan at 43%. A um, lot, 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 of, lot of love for Jordan since he came on the show last week. How do you right. think, how do you think we, he's going to go? Well, do you think the poll is fair? I mean, yeah, well, fair I, representation? Yeah, I, I, I do. Like, if I, I guess I'm probably best positioned to give a, an opinion on this um, out of... Yeah, I've pulled both these guys many times. And I honestly, like, the black and white scenario for me is Lachlan is far stronger. In all respects, right. he is far stronger. But Lachlan is shorter and has never faced the setups that Jordan does in a comp. And um, mm-hmm. Jordan, when Jordan does those setups, like for me personally, they are so ridiculously hard to deal with. And mm-hmm. if I try to imagine how Lachlan's going to deal with that, I, I, I think that there's a very r- real chance that Jordan gets control of this match maybe around uh, around two or three and if if okay. if that happens i feel like once jordan has control of the hand it's it's over for lachlan so right as much as i, th- I know lachlan's stronger i'm actually my gut feel is jordan takes this four two so right right yeah yeah I, I i i'll go with jordan especially if i'm getting odds i mean if if, if the the odds <laughs> makers are making lachlan uh, the the uh the favorite yeah, giving him yep. the advantage for sure yeah i would uh, i would bet my money on jordan also because yeah I, I i'll agree with you i think that there's a lot to be said with uh you know practice pulling and, and comp pulling and mm. jordan jordan seems like he's gonna add a little extra to the, the competition so we'll yeah. see well well it's all gonna be only um like i said about 24 hours away till they have the match and it won't be long till the video is out after that so i'll, I'll get it edited really quickly um, so that one is coming up, but John, thank you very there's, much. There's no, uh, Sorry, there's no live, uh, no live feed on that, huh? No, uh, well, I'm, I'm not at the standard in terms of the, we don't have the camera crew to, to put out a really high quality live feed. And so 
I, I edit, I'll edit really fast on this. I'll, I'll go home the night of and I will start editing and probably by the morning after there'll be a really well edited piece of uh, footage that comes okay. out. So, so um, it won't be long, but... Um, good at, at good enough. <laughs> don't, don't, don't let any leaks out. Yeah, yeah well, well I, I, don't, I don't mind if leaks really get out, but there won't be, no one will be taking any videos there um, other than myself, so it should be good. But No, no live, no live uh, Facebook feeds? Yeah. Oh, um, you, you, guys, you, you guys are on a completely different time zone. Everybody would be sleeping here anyway, so they <laughs> yeah, will be watching any of that. That's true. Uh, good stuff. But anyway, John, thank you very much for joining us on the show. As always, um, really looking forward to what's coming in the next next month with the Unfights Unleashed 3.0. And so, All right. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see you here in the States soon. Yeah. And uh, Dan Mosier, watch out for this 1%. <laughs> 1%. -er. All right. See you guys. All right. Bye. Bye.